Willkommen, this is Julia. And this is Shane, who misses Think Plant-Based. Think Plant-Based. Make sure to check out recipes, health tips, travel tips at www.thinkplantbased.com. And we're officially on iTunes, so please rate and write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review. Give us... Two stars, three stars, maybe five stars. Let us know. Oh, for sure, Let's, five. Yeah, I mean, who would give us two stars anyways, yeah. right? But yeah, make sure to do that because that's how we get found. So it's 2020 and we have 2020, our first... our first podcast of the year. Yeah. Always the funnest, right? Yeah, isn't it? It's <laughs> Usually. a great start. And I think we started quite positively, right, in a way. So we have a very special guest. Yes, we always do. But... We have a special guest. Kyle, how are you doing this morning? Hi. I'm well, I'm well. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Great. our pleasure. Yeah. So yeah, so tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you all do. <laughs> sure. So I, um, uh, I call myself a growth coach and I have my own business doing that. And what that means essentially is um, I work with uh, clients on a personal or professional level, um, and oftentimes both levels, to sort of grow um, clarity around what's important to them uh, in their relationships, in their work lives, um, whatever is important to them in their life, and how to actually um, build around that, either building a routine uh, they can put into their life uh, that helps them achieve the goals that bring them meaning and purpose, uh, as well as improves communication with themselves and with others. Again, whether this be with their coworkers or colleagues in the office or even walking down the street or in a cafe talking to a stranger or with loved ones um, and family at home. So um, it's a, a bit of a mix of sort of um, executive or professional coaching as well as life coaching uh, on a personal level. But um, in my experience, they're not really that different. I mean, if, if, for example, I, I uh, often teach meditation and work with my clients around meditation, right, and helping increase uh, focus or not um, not having to react to everything, uh, especially a lot of stressors uh, right. in their lives. That's really hard to having, do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah. when involved in the social media, right? Like it's well, set up exactly. to always judge, to like or say something. Like if you just start well, I, like reading comments of like a video, you don't even agree, yeah. you know, it like stirs up so much, right? And you just get sucked in. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so true. And it's not even, it's designed to make you react, right? I mean, yeah. even right. the algorithms on YouTube the or Instagram feeds. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly, meant to keep right? your so, attention and keep you there. They did a very there good you go. job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, uh, almost on an unconscious level too, right? Even when you know about it, it's still effective. That's oh, the totally. sort of uh, scary part, right? But mm -hmm. um, right. but that's also true of, uh, you know, whether you're scrolling on your phone uh, in the bathroom or you're in a meeting at work and someone says something kind of snide or, or throws you under the bus. Um, the reaction, the reactivity is sort of operates in the same way where um, an emotion flares and immediately you're thrust into sort of a, let's say anger, um, if uh, a coworker uh, embarrasses you in front of your boss, you know, there's, there's that split second of um, reactivity and sort of flaring up. But what yeah. you do after that split second um, is so powerful and is actually within your control, right? And that's what right. I work through with meditation and mindfulness and just allowing space um, 
noticing things as they arise, emotions as they arise, and just allowing a little bit of space for them to be just for a second to give you a little bit more time right. to respond instead of react. So that's why I say, I mean, whether you're working on mindfulness, for example, um, uh, to sort of give you awareness as you're scrolling through your Instagram feed or as you're giving yourself a bit more space to react appropriately with a coworker, um, or you're trying to build more patience with your children, whatever the case is, right? Right. Um, the type, yeah, the type of work I do sort uh, seems to penetrate sort of every avenue uh, right. of life. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, I, I love it, and it's um, I'm so grateful I get to do what I love and work with people um, sort of every day uh, and make a living out of this. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun and um, continuing to grow. That's right. great. How many how many years have you been uh, coaching? I actually opened uh, in 2019. Oh, okay. Oh, less than a year. Yeah, yeah. And and what motivated you to start in the first place? Like, yeah. Well, I um, my uh, educational background is actually in clinical psychology, and uh, I was yeah for uh, for years. My career path was to be become a therapist, um, a clinical psychologist, and um, and I really, I guess, I always had that. drive or passion and a lot of fascination around, you know, how the hell does the mind work? Everyone has know, one, right? We're still learning. Exactly. And yeah, I just wonder, like I have this thing in my mind, like with the social media now getting so popular, do you feel there's a higher yeah. demand? Like people coming to, to you and they need more help, you know, finding actually more purpose and clarity and yeah. the space during the day, because I don't, feel we really give us um, the permission to have the space in a day. We usually fill it up with social media or something. Well, it's so true. And it's actually, um, yes, to answer your question, um, but for good reasons, but also for some kind of inspiring reasons, right? So for sure, there's um, an increase in um, wanting mental clarity or wanting a little bit of decluttering and space and just going off the grid a little bit and, you know, having some... uh, (laughs) some yeah. sanity restored by not always uh, looking at a new comment or worrying about what you have to post. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of the darker side. Um, and, you know, there's certainly work that can be done there. Uh, but there's also uh, the flip side of that is um, people get inspired a lot more. You know, people um, will see uh, YouTube creators doing things that they've wanted to do, you know, or, uh, and we can get into this in a second, but um, even vegan channels, you know, activists or uh, vegan chefs that um, are starting something and using social media to start something to make an impact. And right. they get inspired by that. I know myself included, it inspires mm-hmm. me as well. So, um, so I also work with people around uh, that inspiration. You know, they see, they see a Ted talk or they see a, uh, a YouTube channel a video go viral. And they're like, yeah, I want to, uh, I know what's important to me and I want to sort of get a voice out and um, sort of put a, a megaphone out and, and have people listen to what I have to say. Start a podcast. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There you go. Sure, this is right? Case in point, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. For us, it's like really important, you know, like to socialize, to have people on our, our show to inspire other people. Yeah. That's but why we, we really it. like the eye to eye as well. You know, like I'm also like planning events, yeah. you know, I, I'm a member of the meatless meetup. So I had an event yesterday that was fully packed and it's just nice to also get a, to be around people, you know, it's Connect. not just yeah. being all about, about on your it. computer and stuff and not really connecting with people. 
you know, oh, eye sure. to eye, that's really important too, I find. And that's what yeah. I find people losing more and more, like really socializing and connecting with well, people and staying in touch too. You know, that's an art too, to stay in touch and to really nurture your friendships mm -hmm, relationships, yeah. and yeah. have new friends, you know, um, be open to new friends. Don't just have a uh, circle of friends and that's it, you know, like I really like yeah. the idea of like getting to know new people and really learning from them too everyone has a great story to share yeah I mean, absolutely and there's um there is something to be said that is unique about the eye to eye meeting as you say or uh in person uh right. sort of meaning there's there's sort of um an added level of connection that even if it's unspoken uh you just feel it you know and um uh, and I, i agree i think it can be uh that space or that time is sort of being lost or you have to certainly put in more effort to see people in person than right. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know? So, um, but yeah, there, I mean, I love that you do the, the meatless meetups too. Have you, know? you heard and about it? I have. Yeah. I'm, oh, nice. I'm actually a member oh, as well, great. but, um, I, yeah, I didn't hear about the event last night. So oh, I can let you know next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can eat pizza <laughs> yeah. buffet. That was so amazing. Oh, okay. Well, You better not tell me now. Yeah, yeah, I right? just, I'm going to be remiss. <laughs> no, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we do oh, another great. event there. It was we'll keep just, you posted next yeah. time. Jewish For sure, please do. <laughs> yeah, and then we can meet eye to eye too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wow, this has come full circle. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Right? We just finished the episode. How <laughs> 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 <Totally. Efficient. laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, tell us more about uh, your plant-based journey. Like, how did it start for you? Well, um, yeah, it depends how far back we want to go. I think the the easiest all the way back story arc is <laughs> all the way. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, it was, you can uh, miss Tuesday, the, yeah, May fifth when I was you can born. Shorten it, uh, yeah. May fifth. Yeah. <laughs> Precise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it it kind of actually started when I switched from clinical psychology to uh, to coaching, and um, I kind of. I love clinical psych. I think uh, clinical therapy is uh, does a lot of good for society, is important and is needed. But um, I noticed that everything I was learning in school was um, really useful stuff. I mean, it wasn't just learning about um, disorders or um, certain maladies, but even things like social psychology and how to be in group with people or um, how, to, how to manage your time and how to put habits into place, how to follow through with goals. And right. I thought, this is useful stuff for me, my parents, my friends, pretty much everyone I know, not just 10% of the population, roughly 10% of the population that is quote unquote suffering or, you know, deemed with some sort of disorder. So I kind of thought, well, um, what, what can I do with this? You know, psychology has so much to offer and everyone is essentially a psychologist. If you have a mind or a brain, you know, and you're conscious, you're in some way, Uh, experimenting with it uh, as you go through life, right? So, so I thought more about that and, and got into um, sort of the field of wellness, or at least moving from a, a disease model of healthcare, um, treating symptoms and just looking at what's wrong, to a wellness model of healthcare, right? Which is not just looking at what's wrong, but what's working well. And it's not just about treating symptoms, but preventing the causes in the first place, eradicating those causes. Right. So anyway, so. Um, That was sort of in my head uh, at the time, and, and I continued with my schooling and my training. And as I sort of progressed uh, on that route, I thought of other areas as well that affect well-being. 
So not just understanding your psychology and setting goals, but uh, things like physical exercise uh, and working out and getting enough sleep and getting enough uh, proper adequate nutrition. And um, I was sort of, uh, I had a bit of a research background and, uh, you know, I love digesting articles and analyzing stats and uh, going through different methodologies. And I was also into biohacking at the time. So things, oh. little tricks you can do <laughs> yeah. that are sort of empirically supported, but that actually give you a cutting edge, you know, give you nice. an advantage to um, your lifestyle. Yeah. So, so the, this is a, a whole big cocktail, what was going on for me, but um, I was, I remember at that, this is about uh, maybe three, four years ago. Um, I, was working out pretty intensely and, and I was putting a lot of effort into my, um, into my body, into my physical exercise. And so much so that I had pretty much maxed out every calorie I could use in the gym. So I had to look elsewhere for how can I continue to sort of optimize this? So I looked into sleep first and how to improve my sleep and noticed I was getting probably for all throughout university, even towards the end of high school, averaging about five, six hours of sleep a night maybe. And, um, and I thought that was fine. You know, I, I have never drank uh, coffee in my life. I've tried it, but I've never, uh, drank it as a habit. So I'm used to just waking up tired and <laughs> kind of carrying that feeling out throughout the day. Yeah. Um, but I, I have nothing else to compare it to. Right. So I looked into that and I thought, wow, I, if I get even an hour and a half more of sleep each night, it makes such a difference in my day. So that yeah. was sort of my hypothesis. Right. My put it to the test and, and it was true. My functioning went up and, um, I woke up not feeling tired, which is, <laughs> uh, kind of strange for me. But I, I, so I looked at that and then I would, you know, go back to my, um, uh, after the gym, go back to my room, make some food and, uh, thought I was eating, you know, kind of healthy again, quote unquote, but, um, having some fish or some chicken and, uh, not much fat, um, you know, skim milk or plain yogurt, uh, before bed, it's just all worried about protein and, uh, fats <laughs> and, and carbs, right. The macronutrients. Yeah. And then I thought I've, it's funny that I've always been sort of health conscious and I always used to read labels and try oh, to wow. eat, uh, sort of cook my own food, not eat too, too refined. Yeah. Um, but then I, I never really looked at any research, you know, it was all sort of maybe common sense or secondhand research from friends. So I finally um, looked into it a little bit and um, just watched some YouTube videos on uh, nutrition and diet. And um, I remember, uh, I think it was your episode with Matt in the intro, you were talking about, there's a lot of information out there, you know, do eat more meat, eat less meat. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan saying you can't be a healthy vegan and other researchers saying you can, right? So that was sort of where I was starting. I was like, oh my God, where where do I even start here? Like, do I need a right. degree to, yeah, right. to start with nutrition? Yeah. yeah right. um, but I, I just kind of started and the theme, as I kept reading more articles, watching more videos, um, there was a theme of basically reducing meat, eating more vegetables and not just for, uh, again, I, I was coming from the angle of improving my workouts, right? So these right. were pretty much performance based or, um, athlete based studies. But even for general populations, I was seeing these studies used for, or for elderly populations or um, uh, youth populations. So that was kind of interesting to me. Um, 
and then as I would, you know, the way YouTube goes, I'd click on one and then I'd get recommended for 20 more similar <laughs> oh, videos. The black so. hole of YouTube where it yeah, sucks you in. Yeah. You don't even know where the information's coming from. It'll just be someone standing in front of a camera that you think oh, knows so what they're true. talking about and they have no clue. You never studied nutrition yeah. ever? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm still in it. I think my laptop or, just. Or I they were plant. The yeah, right. Or they were plant based, and now you watch. I just started watching a video yesterday of a guy. He was uh, really like a guru vegan or whatever, and now he's like telling us like, oh yeah, I'm eating like one pound of fish or whatever he was yeah, saying, and, liver. and then liver eggs, oh, fertilized, oh, really? fertilized eggs, and he said like, oh, the vegan diet ruined me. My body, I have to rebuild now, and. <laughs> Wow! But if you ever looked at the research, (laughs) we don't want to put names on. I tell you later. We'll tell you later. But uh, okay, tell me at the meatless meetup. Yeah, right. But (laughs) the research. I mean, it's like you learn all these things, you research, and then all of a sudden you you might read something. You're gonna throw all of that away, like all of like all the pieces of the puzzle for one little piece. And you're like, I don't understand people that do that, right? Because it just it's like you have the research you've been looking it up you know everything is leading that way less meat more vegetables they tell you that we can all agree on that i think everybody can pretty much agree that less meat more vegetables um just in what you know ratio Ratio, right but when they go the other way i'm thinking does that not just contradict like everything that you've learned your entire (laughs) and you were teaching yeah and you were teaching us on your youtube videos that if you eat meat you feed your parasites and hello mm. you know what you're doing right now like i mean there again yeah. you see the comments you read the comments and you get yeah. sucked into them but yeah. there's like so much where people where i'm like saying exactly that's what i would say i usually don't mm. comment too much on this stuff because then people judge you you know it's like in that Stay circle out of the comments section, i don't need I to justify <laughs> myself you know about why i think that way but there's like too much trolling going on online and For sure. I yeah. don't really like to be sucked in. <laughs> I have better things to do. Yeah, we can put our energy towards more positive things yeah. instead of fighting someone who won't listen to evidence-based right. research or scientific yeah. exactly. evidence. Exactly. So. Some people just <laughs> well, believe what they think is true, right? Like once they think, oh, I'm thinking this one. So it is true because I'm thinking that. So you can't fight that off. Like, good luck. Yeah, It's so true. I mean, you can't... Um, how do you reason with someone who doesn't value reason? Exactly. You know, how do you how yeah. do you argue with someone who? What <laughs> evidence can you give someone who doesn't value evidence? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's where I said. Yeah. I said, well, tell me what would what would make you you know believe whatever I'm telling you. And if they say something yeah. and I give it to them and they still discredit it and it's scientific evidence, then I said I'm not even going to talk to you because you won't yeah. even <laughs> take science at face value. So yeah, what's the point of debating? Which is huge, you? right? Yeah, right. exactly. Well, it, and that's one of the, um, it, it was sort of surprising to me, or I wasn't expecting this would be something that um, I would uh, cover in in my own coaching and in workshops I give as well. But there's um, financial literacy as well as statistical literacy. They're not really um, taught in schools. Right? What does that mean? Un- unless you specialize. Can you explain Sure, more? sure. So financial literacy is in, even in, um, high school, having like a basic course on money management or how to track your spending or how to create your own budget. Just anyone can uh, use that. Right. Right. And uh, if, if spending and your finances is such a, uh, a critical, not the only thing, but a critical component to well being, having financial stability, at least 
how is that not being taught, you know, in schools? But I think the same is true of statistical literacy and not just being able to understand what average, the difference between median and average and uh, standard deviation, but um, how stats are used to present news and right. to present a lot of findings, whether they're health findings or political findings. Um, you know, so there's yeah, a little bit of that covered in maybe through, through high school, mildly, and maybe some Very math classes. They start to do it in university where you actually get exactly. down and start to realize, yeah. okay, this is what research is. This is how you read yeah. research and how you write research. That's when you tend to know it, but you're right. High school, if they you study just, more scientific, you just have to believe what subjects. they say, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't yeah. teach but, you how to critically think. Um, and I think that's the problem, right? They want you to learn a certain thing. They don't want you to really kind of critically think outside of the box, almost in yeah. high school. Yeah. But when you get to university, that's where like people flourish when they have their creativity and they're able to actually expand because uh, they're allowed to there, right? So true. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's exactly right. Right. And when you think about it, it's kind of what kind of system is that where critical thinking is kept behind a paywall? Yeah. You know, and, and you have to uh, pay tuition of university and, and then you maybe you have to you'll, pay you'll, to, you might, to get your opinion heard or your, your <laughs> yeah, yeah. research or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little so different, but yeah. yeah. yeah so, um, it, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll kind of curb myself there before I go on a side rant, but, um, but that <laughs> was, right. that was something I kind of covered with, um, not even just clients, even just friends. It's conversations I tend to have with, with my family as well. Um, how do you sort of take information at face value or, or how do you, um, use critical thinking as you were just saying, Shane. So, right. um, so I, that was very important to me throughout my academic career. And I was basically, uh, reading articles and being trained how to review information like that and how to uh, process different methodologies, statistics, and right. um, and and broad claims. So that was sort of my my uh, background at the time and my obsession. So and because of that, it took me about I think between six to ten months. No, between six to eight months to actually make the transition to start eating plant based because. From, yeah, I think about six to eight months before I made the transition, I read, I came across maybe the first article on um, something to do with fish. I think it was around fish oils and then um, mercury levels right. and heavy, yeah. heavy metal levels uh, in fish. So it, that kind of caught my eye. And then uh, that led to another article around fish protein and then animal protein and the, um, the quality of protein that you're getting, not just the quantity as um, you know, I was obsessed over quantity for sure <laughs> when I was working out overly obsessed. And, um, right. I think I was getting like trying to get a hundred and between 150 to 200 grams of protein a day. And I'm, you know, I'm like five, nine, I used to do the same thing. So, yeah. Now I don't yeah, even I, have protein powders or anything now. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. It's wild. Oh, wow. And I'm healthier than so, I ever was. And yeah. Stronger yeah, than yeah I, ever I was. feel like I'm healthier and stronger and like, yeah, if I have a bit of protein powder, maybe, I'd maybe get a bit more gains, but I, I honestly think I'm on a good path. You guys sound it. similar. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we have the same kind of journey that yeah. we kind of were on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, and you know, it was, it was, um, looking back, it's, it's crazy to think, right? It's just 
um, yeah. the things that you'll do when you're I didn't you're build any more them, muscle right? than I did now. And, you know, the yeah. bro science said more protein equals more muscle. Yeah. <laughs> and you get it in your head and then you yeah, realize right. you're like, well, why am I eating all this protein? I'm not building any more muscle, like to a certain extent. Like it's only a threshold of how much then it's just wasted. And then it turns into fat yeah. anyways yeah. when you have too much protein. So. <laughs> But the protein companies are smart. They know that you should take more and more and they bro scienced it so that people would buy more and more protein powders which technically is a byproduct of the dairy industry oh, the way that they were yeah. going to throw yeah, it yeah, away yeah, anyway exactly. so yeah. boom <laughs> very resourceful companies i'll tell you they are sneaky it's, it's they pretty, use psychology uh, again yeah <laughs> oh, NLP and stuff like that we know don't get me started about work. the gelatin or the other byproduct sell it to the bodybuilders and sell the other stuff to the kids Yeah. Oh, anyways, I anyways, I don't want to get. Okay, well, we'll have to have a, a <laughs> that's, another. That's more another about the gelatin, that, right? The gelatin yeah, exactly. and candies, yeah. and then sell it to the kids, right? Like who's mm -hmm. who's eating most candies? Probably kids exactly. are wanting right. It, right marketing. So right. that's a very yeah. like nothing is wasted in that industry for sure. Oh, all the byproducts. Yeah. It's all money, right? It's makes money. But they sell yeah, it to you I mean, collagen. Everyone's yeah. got to boost their collagen by eating collagen. Where right. I don't think there's very much evidence <laughs> that really suggests that. So. Well, But anyways, no. on to the next topic. Yeah. We could talk about this for days. <laughs> But for you, it was more like a nutritional, um, how you, yes. like, um, how yeah, would so you say, it, like that you became plant-based, right? Like from a nutritional... From a health system. Yeah, health and then you did, And then you started learning about animals, maybe, and, and how they're yeah. treated and stuff, yeah. Pretty much for you, too, right? Yeah. Like for Shane, it was like... Wasn't it like the egg that was like you were kind of craving? I was end, really craving right? eggs. At the and it was end. really funny. Tell Kyle what happened with that. Oh, yeah. Then I just realized egg. I needed some B12. I took a B12 supplement and I stopped craving eggs. And it was gone, right? The craving. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, because I would be like a month or two months. I'm like, oh, I have this huge craving for like eggs. And then I was like, maybe I'm just deficient in something. And then I was like, I should probably be taking a B12. You start doing research. And then I started taking a B12, higher dose B12. And. Yeah, I didn't even crave them anymore and haven't looked back. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because my dad recently um, was craving eggs. And I, oh. I was like, really? That's what you miss? And uh, he's like, yeah, I don't know why. I just miss like a good scrambled egg. I'm like, yeah. tofu scramble is maybe the easiest, <laughs> the easiest thing to make. So I, yeah. I made that for him and it kind of did the craving away. But maybe oh, I should have sprinkled in some. Uh, well, actually, okay, I used a lot of yeah. nutritional yeast, so maybe it was. Maybe, yes. Yeah, do you use like a black back. salt for the scrambled eggs? That's really amazing. It has yeah. a very yeah. eggy, like the sulfur coming out. Yeah. You know, that, you use this one too? Yeah, the, the Kalanamak? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, what that's it's called. Eastinian yeah, the Pakistani, version? usually it's from Pakistan, yeah. It smells like sulfury smell. Yeah, yeah eggy, it's high right? in yeah. sulfur, yeah, but I love that one. Like for yeah. our chickpea omelette, we use it oh, too. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it just adds that, I don't know, very unique taste. Yeah, it just reminds me. Well, of for eggs. sure. It gives that full flavor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, oh, I thought of, uh, there's so many routes I could go to. I used yeah, to work right. at uh, <laughs> uh, Meat in Gastown, but um, uh, kind of like comfort food restaurants here in Vancouver. Right. right. And um, yeah, we used to use uh, the, the blacks of the Kalanamak in uh, one of the It's kind of like a lemon mousse uh, dessert. Oh yeah. yeah! So it's even good for for cool. the um, the sweet tooth. Anyway, wow. um, <laughs> that's a cool thought. I've never thought about using it as a sweet oh, dessert. Yeah. It is a pretty sweet ingredient. Yeah, it's, uh, cool. it kind of gets the job done. But um, yeah. sorry, that reminded me. Just because, well, actually, speaking of my dad, he um, 
when I made the decision to um, go plant-based, it was essentially overnight. So it was mm. about six to eight months in the making of kind of, it was on my mind and hmm, maybe someday I'll do it or hopefully I can keep digging and find an argument that will kind of uh, beat plant-based. <laughs> I don't have to change, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I never could. <laughs> I kept digging. I really, really wanted to, I mean, talk about cherry picking research. I was cherry picking as well as I could to um, find articles that disproves or didn't support eating plant-based or that supported continuing to eat fish or leaner meats like chicken. And, um, and I just couldn't find it. Uh, or I could find articles, but see through them, you know, like, yeah. When you read the research and their methods and they're like comparing someone who eats a bunch of meat and then they added a bunch of meat to their diet and it didn't change anything. And you're like, well, that's a horrible comparison. I'm like, why wouldn't you compare to someone that doesn't eat meat to someone who's going to eat more meat? But there was never a comparison in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or even seeing, um, really, really compelling stuff. Like, uh, um, a randomized control trial, sort of the, the gold standard of yeah. research, right? And seeing meta-analyses, so um, studies of, you know, tens or hundreds of other studies um, and sort of getting a, a theme from them, deriving sort of pattern from what all these studies are saying. So finding meta-analyses of randomized controlled trials that supported plant-based eating and that showed, uh, you know, landmark studies like um, uh, prevention, even reversal of, um, cardiovascular disease and uh, diabetes, and it's just overwhelming to me. And I thought that can't be that can't be true. I mean, that's that's such a huge claim, right. and there's no way that they could show that, like, or else it would just be blown up. It would be so much more famous. Right. And I read them myself, and I kept reviewing them, and and um, uh, and it was supported by other doctors, you know, other researchers. So that was kind of a, a bit of a tipping point for me. And then the biggest tipping point was watching um, uh, How Not to Die, My, Dr. Michael Greger's uh, lecture uh, that he gives every year. I think it was the 2016 version I saw on YouTube. And it was just a one-hour lecture. Uh, I got about 10 minutes in. And I think by that point, I, I didn't know, but I had decided. And then I finished the lecture. Sort of, I had to just turn off the TV and it was about maybe midnight. Um, I was just in the basement and all the, just sitting there in the dark, just not doing anything for like 10 minutes, kind of letting it hit me. And then I decided, okay, when I, when I wake up, um, I'll no longer eat animal products. I'll wow. be plant-based. So, so yeah, so it was, um, again, it was an overnight decision and I went cold Turkey and haven't looked back over three years later, but you know, it did take, I, I, I recommend being skeptical and yeah. having sort of a, uh, a tough, a tight lens by which to view any research, any evidence, but any, especially any major life transition you're going to make. Exactly. And, right. um, and I, I actually, I really, I enjoy when people sort of test me or they want to know more or, there's sort of yeah. conflicting research. I love that yeah. too, because they haven't <laughs> yeah, been right? able to kind of, like, if you can show me the research, go ahead. Right. And yeah. I mean, I have been... <laughs> but, um, like, I haven't seen it. Right. That says eating more meat is better for you. So... Yeah. Exactly. I've been vegan since 2000, you know, I'm still alive, but I'm not like surviving, I'm thriving, so... That's good. Yeah. Speaking yeah. about thriving, 
what's yeah. part of your mental health uh, like regime and your lifestyle to help you, uh, you know, go around your day to day? And how do you incorporate maybe your plant based journey and, and what you learned in there to uh, help with your mental health? Well, I I have <laughs> quite a few things. Again, I was uh, um, really into biohacking and setting up. Uh, a lot of personal development hacks, you know, and then I ended up making a career out of it. So right. um, I could take a few days to answer that for you, but the, the <laughs> just, just a is, couple points that you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, uh, I think the, the biggest thing, things. Yeah. Well, it, it's exactly that it's, it's routine. Right. And um, some people like myself love that word. Some people hate it. Right. Just being <laughs> yeah. sort of cornered I'm not by, really a big fan of it, but it depends. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, routine, Julia. Eh. Depends. Really. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Right. Well, I think uh, a better word that I found is just a structure or like right. kind of a, a backbone right? of, of how you can go from your day to day. Um, I love spontaneity, but deciding my entire day every day from scratch is uh, I find it draining and, yeah. and I like right. it sometimes e- even on holiday or vacation with nothing planned for after like a week, like, you know, I do enough meditating where I can enjoy just being in the present. But after a while, I mean, it's a lot of decision-making to, to figure out everything you're going to do in the day and to, you know, start your day yeah, um, good point. In, Comes a, a job. in a way that wakes you up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What do yeah. I do today? Do this, this, yeah. this. Yeah. E- exactly. And especially if um, if you have a lot of opportunities or a lot of different things you could do, you have to kind of plan them, right? And they don't all just fall into place without any planning. So right. I, I only preface that to say I value, I highly value spontaneity and sort of being in the moment and and doing things as they go, but also um, a little bit of planning and having some right. structure. So. Um, the biggest thing for my mental health is, um, and clarity is, is, uh, a routine or structure that I put in place. So I, I have a few habits that I, um, continue to work on. One is, um, of course my diet, you know, the diet is such a, has such a huge impact on your body, but also your physical, um, your mental wellbeing. Right. Right. So, um, and that was, you know, eating plant-based kind of covers that easily as long yeah. as I'm, I'm keeping whole food plant-based. Right. I, I feel the effects. Uh, the mental fog is kind of lifted and, yeah. um, and I have an energy to keep me going. There's also, um, I, I do workouts, you know, try to keep my body moving every day. And I do a lot of cycling here in Vancouver. I'm from, uh, actually from Toronto. So I moved oh, here okay. about, uh, two and a half years ago. And, oh, okay. um, Oh my God, the, the cycling here is just nuts. I can't get over it. I'm, I'm near the ocean. I'm near the mountains. I'm, yeah. yeah it's, quite the it's, paradise. it's quite different, I guess, than the urban yeah. jungle of Toronto. Don't yeah. you guys have the lake yeah. there though, don't you? There's not the yeah, same. Yeah, and there's a waterfront trail. It's amazing. But, um, you know, I'm no 10 mountains. minutes biking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No mountains on the other side though, I don't think. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's pretty flat. More flatness. As far yeah, as I yeah. remember, I went there once, yeah. Yeah. But it feels like in the st- you're in the States for some reason when, when in I'm Toronto. in Toronto. Yeah, it feels really like more, it gives me like a States vibe. Concrete yeah. jungle, yeah. 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 Well, and I love, that's another thing, right? I love um, uh, urban density and being around people and a lot of things to do. And I, I miss Toronto for the size. Right. Um, but, but that's another part of my routine, having some sort of, um, like social outing or some sort of contact with other people, right. um, as part of my day to day, I get that through work, um, as well, but this, I mean more even, uh, on, 
more on terms of seeing friends as well and not being on the job. Um, so yeah, having like uh, some sort of physical workout or physical routine, keeping my diet on point and, um, seeing other people interacting with other people, kind of like what you were referring to the eye to eye, right? It's so, um, it's so easy to, um, I mean, I have my own business, right? So I can speak firsthand. It's so easy to spend like two or three days and I don't even leave my apartment or see yeah, anyone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. you know, there's some, some burst of creativity and productivity that, uh, I love about that, but there's also something to be said about just the need to, to be with people and to share and to interact. So, um, yeah, for, for mental health and mental wellness, uh, diet, um, as well as, uh, contact with other people and, and just sharing being in group, um, as well as like a physical workout and just moving my body. Um, there's also sort of micro habits or smaller habits that I do every day. And one of the, the best, uh, most effective habits that I started, uh, about three years ago was meditating. And, um, you know, there's kind of a buzzword and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hype and a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, a lot of confusion around it. But the most straightforward thing is just um, having a practice where I put some time aside in my day to just pay attention to the present moment. And right. it's, you know, it's simple, but um, the effect on mental clarity, on focus, on this idea of equanimity. So when I was talking earlier about not having to react to everything, but being able to give yourself time to respond to you know, to traffic or being embarrassed in a meeting or whatever it is, or, or having a, um, a presentation go off track or, uh, you know, your, your children are, are fighting and you're, you're just trying to make dinner, whatever the case is, um, meditating was, uh, and continues to be one of the biggest, um, habits I would say, or, or you can call it a hack, uh, <laughs> for, for mental wellness, for sure. And one of my favorite thing. things is, yeah. Well, my, my favorite thing about that one in particular is it also um, improves the people around me or it improves the, the or it contributes to the, the well-being of those around me. So when I'm uh, not overwhelmed and when I'm more patient with people, it, it just kind of sets the atmosphere better, right? They can enjoy mm-hmm. their time with me more and it, it impacts their mental well-being. Or if I'm always irritated and kind of snappy, that impacts my mental wellness as well as the people I'm around. Right. Exactly. So, definitely. Um, yeah. So I love that sort of, it's almost like a pay it forward effect. You know, you're taking care of myself through, um, finding calmness and finding just peace with whatever's going on right now. Uh, and that bleeds out into the people I interact with as well. I, again, that that's, um, quite clear in, in my coaching. Right. I, I'm a better coach when I'm uh, more stable and, doesn't matter what is being said at me. Uh, I can be with it and be with the person. They can be with themselves too. And sometimes the, the content gets very personal, very heavy, um, or very uplifting, right? Whatever the, the tone of the conversation, um, when I'm sort of in that state and, and uh, continuing with meditating and continuing to keep my own mental well-being in check, um, it allows others to do the same. So, so that's, um, yeah, again, I, there's, I literally have a, 
uh, a bullet journal that I keep every day. I just made a new one last night as well of uh, my daily goals and habits and it's about 20 lines each day. So wow, <laughs> I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll cliff's notes it for you, but um, <laughs> those seem to be the most impactful. Yeah. That sounds powerful. So I have another question about seniors because I find they have a more harder time usually to keep a mental health because they don't really like change too much and, Like how, what do you suggest for them, you know, but like deep inside, they kind of want to change, but they're scared and, but they still feel stuck, you know, because they're not really willing to change and work on like getting motivated and have purposes. Let's say sometimes when you get older, you, you lose your hobbies, you know, you just tend to have mm -hmm. a simple life. You just want to watch TV, <clears throat> eat and sleep and go outside for a walk. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. I just want to uh, clarify, you said seniors, right? Yeah. Like a senior population. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so true, right? And most people um, derive meaning from their life or purpose from their life based on what they do for a living, right? And whether they, they think about that explicitly or not, um, how people spend most of their time is usually working. And, you know, as humans, we're wired for meaning. We're wired for purpose, right? Everyone wants to um, live a life that they think is meaningful or have some meaning in it. Right. So, um, unless you, you actually kind of take time, put time aside and think about that and work through, um, what gives you meaning, you know, what is, what's the purpose, what's the impact I want to have on the world and contribute my life to, um, unless you, you know, take time to do that, it's very easy to lose sight of. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a good point. You, you reach the age of retirement and, you know, everyone thinks it's freedom, right? And the <laughs> and most common like, thing. What do I do? Yeah, I don't what have, do I yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. I don't have a purpose. There's no structure really in life. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And and it's funny that we were just talking about routine, right? Some people love it, some people hate it. But most people, everyone values freedom for sure, and the, the ability to choose your own schedule and to um, to to choose your life essentially and how you spend it. Um, but wait till you retire and you have no, uh, you know, you have 40 weeks, uh, 40 hours of your week back, you know, well, and I can't you know, even imagine really like, it's I, don't wild. I don't know what no. I would do. I'd go crazy. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to make a routine of something. Shane just stayed yeah. like at home on Wednesday because of the snowfall. You know, he was like, okay, I gotta get out. I gotta, now. I gotta shovel out. out the snow. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can't stand it. I can't be in here anymore. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and, and this is, we're in the era of Netflix too, right? I guarantee you, no matter how much you love Netflix after that first week or month, like it, you've, you've pretty much, you've seen all of the internet by that point. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's something you're going to be left with the question of, um, not just what am I going to do, but why am I going to do it? You know, mm -hmm. why am I going to do anything? Right. Because there's, there's certainly a lot of things you can choose on how to spend your time. You know, what should I do today? You can find you know, a, a litany of answers online or through friends or make anything up. Right. But okay. the underlying question around all of that, and this is tends to be true with um, senior populations who have either just retired or their loved ones have died or their friends have uh, passed away yeah. where they're kind of left forced to look at the self. Well, why am I going to do anything? Like, yeah, I could, I could, I don't know. I could go play pool today or I could go, um, do acro yoga or, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> but, but why do I want to do that? Right. And I'm actually glad you brought this question up because that question is true regardless of your age. 
that question, that underlying question, why am I going to do this? Right. Um, if your answer to it is sort of, well, cause uh, you know, I got to make a living or my family depends on me or, you know, X, Y, and Z, it, it's sort of a material answer or, uh, an answer that is extrinsic to your own motivation. Um, you'll, you'll realize early on and, and very quickly that it's not enough of an answer, right? And you're kind of left answering or left with the question of why am I doing what I'm doing? And I don't really know, you know, so with, with, um, uh, retired populations, for example, they tend to travel and, uh, kind of explore things they never got to do when they were younger. And usually through that, they find not just travel, but just through this exploration and this whole process in general, they find that it's um, spending time with people they love. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that, that number tends to dwindle, right? As, as you get older, right? more of your friends pass away, more loved ones pass away, right. but it just makes the time you spend with loved ones that are still here with you more important, right? Which then leads into more sort of mindfulness, more being with people in the present moment instead of, you know, thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Um, so um, there's still the question of why am I going to do what I'm going to do? And this is really a question of purpose, right? And the question of meaning. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, I love talking about this because this is part of what I do, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, it gets everyone, you know, no one wants yeah. escape. I like to think about these things, you know, when I'm like super old. Well, a lot of I people mean, don't far, think about it, right? But I like, I'm, yeah. I have this, I like to f- um, think about life, you know, and um, like in a philosophy way, I just love thinking about stuff, you know, and putting myself yeah. in different situations and see how I, how I would handle it. Or I love spending time with old people too, you know, because they have so many stories to tell and mm-hmm. yeah. it's just amazing what they went through, through wars. They helped Like I have some relatives in Italy. I mean, he di- he died like when he was nine ninety six or something. But he told me stories where he helped people in Africa, you know, build a village and stuff like that. But it put a smile on his face, you know, because he had so much purpose in life, you know, and he did. He yeah. helped others. It's also having a connection with people. I think I always yeah. think humans as like we're like cows. We're herd animals. We don't like to really be alone. But there yeah. are. I know some. Th- of there is, but. From what the research Not that like, we've but seen chose. is that community is very responsible for how long people live. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it has a huge effect. So, I mean, those people might be there living by themselves, but we're talking about the majority of people probably like to be around people. That's why we live in a giant city with giant millions of people. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's, so uh, true. it's what we're, we're wired to do. We're animals too. I think we forget we're animals sometimes, Exactly. But we definitely have those traits. And right. Doesn't mean we have to go all the way carnivore diet now, just because <laughs> we feel like we're like animals, which is trending kind of, I guess, but. <laughs> well, and even the, uh, the fact how, how social we are and how, how wired we are to be social. I mean, that was one of our greatest evolutionary advantages, right? The fact that mm-hmm. we're the best species, um, and, and take it with the greatest cell these days, but we're still <laughs> overall the best species at cooperating, right? Totally. We can, we yeah, can yeah. We do build anything in masses. We exactly. Built laws to keep humans build alive. a language too, many different yeah. languages. Yeah. That's quite an achievement to, and, Yeah. Writing, you know, ABCs or whatever it is, you know, math and yeah. it's quite amazing. Yeah. Oh man, well, we could, yeah? yeah, go ahead. 
Well, and that's just, that's inner DNA, you know, and, and you were asking, um, what can senior populations do, right? To, if they have lost the sense of meaning or they're sort of struggling to find one, this is also true. You find with, um, depressed populations as well. It's not just about, Oh, just get out of bed and do something and say, yeah, but why am I going to do it? Again, if you're, People um, suffering from depression tend to think there's just no point to anything. There's no point of doing it because it's not that I don't know what I could do today. I could plan a whole day, but what's the point? Yeah. Because um, there's no why, right? Mm-hmm. But so true. What, and this is, this is also true for um, people who suffer from depression or go through bouts, especially this time of year with seasonal affect disorder through the winter and the rain and the that snow, which is blowing my mind. I thought I left Toronto with the snow, but it's okay. It's raining um, today. It'll be gone by tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, but one of the greatest things you can do is be with people, right? And is to um, is to share whatever that means for you, right? Whether you're um, recently retired, you have all this free time, and you're sharing stories with friends, with grandchildren, whatever the mailman. I mean, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's just sharing and, and understanding, recognizing you have an impact in your community uh, and in the world. That gives meaning to most people, or at least it starts to, to extract meaning and sort of build it. The same with uh, struggling with depression, right? You, why would I do anything and what can I do? Well, two of the greatest things you can do, one is just move your body. So even if it's going for a walk or pacing around the house or doing a run or whatever it is, it, move your body some way. One of the best things you can do to get your body back into the swing of things. The other one is spending time with people, right? So, um, and I've, I've used this myself. I have, uh, friends who have gone through bouts of depression as well, where, um, the easiest way out is, and the, the quickest and most effective way and most enjoyable way out is booking something with someone, um, as often as you can. So I have a friend who he, he books, uh, some sort of, uh, meet up with someone uh, every day. And even that can be hard in itself, but it's just making the plan and surrounding yourself with friends who will, are willing to meet up and people who will meet up. And you'll find within a few days, even depending on how severe the, uh, the depression is, um, you start to come back into things. And, and it's more like, it's not just you feel better, but the why gets answered. It's like, well, I've always known what I could do, but now I'm starting to see again why I would do things. Like the future yeah, looks right. brighter, you know, and that's just, um, you know, I could explain that, but you just, that's an experience. You just feel that because it's so part of our DNA to be, to belong, to be right. in community, to share with people. Right. And, um, and I, I just want to touch on that because it's true of, um, diet as well. And, and, and plant-based, one of the reasons I love it is just the, the multi, all the layers to it. Right. Yes. It, it helps your body. Um, function uh, properly and and effectively and for a lot of people in better ways they even knew it could function um, but there's also the the I call it the dimension of other so it's not just about the self but thinking about other right when you know your impact on the world has has meaning and is is um, being more compassionate to uh, other human animals as well as to other non-human animals um, that does something in you. Just the fact of knowing that does something for most people um, without even trying, you know, it, it, it triggers that, um, that longing for, for need and that, uh, that hardwired uh, drive to contribute 
to others, to knowing that your existence is better for others. Again, you can explain that, you can try to word that, but if you're human, you'll just feel that. Right. <laughs> that will have an effect on you, knowing that the impact you're having in your life is uh, bettering, is helping others. So true. Right? So, or even things yeah. that you can't change, you got to accept it, say, if we all die or like yeah. our loved ones. Like I remember when I was three or four, I was already contemplating about it. Like, Oh, are you all guys gonna, like I grew up in a big family and I'm thinking, are you all gonna die first? And then I'm the last because I'm the youngest. I mean, it's not mm. always the case, but um, I was like scared of that. And sometimes I'm still thinking of it, but that's part of like, you got to accept, right. And you can't mm. change it. Like everyone's going to die. You know I mean? Some going to die more like yeah. in a sad way than others, you know? But well, and, and it's um, again such a good point because it uh, even speaking from my own experience when I thought about death or even thought about um, again relating to before I, I transitioned to plant based thinking about my impact what's my actual impact on the world right I have my own values but how do my behaviors align with those values and to understand that um, you know I, I love living I love being alive. But then to, to find out, well, it's not going to be forever. I'm going to die and everyone I know is going to die. Um, or, you know, I value compassion. I value sustainability. I value eating healthy. But my diet is actually having the opposite impact on myself and the world. Um, you know, one of the leading causes of climate change and, um, uh, you know, suffering caused to, to other creatures. Um, that's, that's tough to take at first. That's like, a bit of a gut punch <laughs> for yeah. um, just to, to accept that. But you're so right. Once you accept it, it's actually empowering. Yeah. You know, to know that peace, I'm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And almost excited. Like, you know, it's kind of weird to say, but um, I, uh, part of my own philosophy is a lot of influenced by stoicism as well. Right. And, and stoicism is constantly reflecting on death, you know, wake up in the morning and I, I tell myself, okay, I could die today. But it's not from a point of, you know, negativity. Um, but it's, it it excites me. It's like today could be the last day I'm alive. How do I want to spend it? Mm. Um, so and I, and I have some choice over how I can spend it. Right? I can go meet up with that person today, or I can blow them off. You know, it, I can follow through on those plans, or I could. Or you spend uh, all your money in the bank. Why not? <laughs> could be your last <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's. <laughs> There's uh, again uh, my, the structuralist of me, the the routine guy in me, loves to still plan forward. But right, um, right. <laughs> but I mean, it's the point is, it's I find it empowering, right? And the same is true in, in why I was excited to, and it did it overnight, and I was excited to tell my parents um, to go plant based was because you know in in any election um, I vote with my ballot, right? And and I have some some say in the matter, however small, right? Well, the same is true. Anytime I eat, I vote with my fork, right? So right. I can think about the impact that I'm not just having in my life, but I'm having in the world. And I can make huge changes just with my fork, you know, just with what I put it in my mouth. So I find that really empowering and um, even almost more empowering than voting uh, in a democracy. You know, I, I do it way more often and exactly. I don't have to be Daily. years or older. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I see that too. Yeah. So is there yeah. any exciting future plans and where can the listeners find you? Uh, I have a few, yeah, a few things on the go, quite a few projects. One is, um, 
I'm expanding uh, my coaching frontiers through more international clients as well. So, nice. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, I'll make sure to put you up on a website. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm, um, I was interested in just learning another language um, when I first traveled uh, a few years back and my first time traveling and came back, decided to learn Spanish. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of launching into Latin American markets soon. Oh, great. Um, which will be, yeah, really exciting. And it's just fun to, to more and more realize wellness is wellness wherever you are. And, um, mm-hmm. every culture gets that and, and there's, there's nuances and just a lot of fun there. So, yeah, so I'll be, um, uh, explaining my, my coaching practice through there. I'm also, uh, and I've kind of, uh, had this realization a few months back, but, um, I realized I love working with vegans, you know, with, with people who, um, think about the impacts they're having on the world and want to grow that impact. So, um, part of my, the, a newer direction for my, uh, coaching business will be geared towards vegan entrepreneurs um, or people who want to help transition their current businesses to um, through a, pl- a plant-based lens, either switching to vegan products or catering to um, vegans. That's awesome. Uh, so right. that's, that's yeah. kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, nice. great, that's a great... Uh, I actually have an interesting um, spot for you. Like we have speakers on our Meatless Meetup sometimes. I don't know if you know Vesanto okay. Melina. She has a co-op and. Maybe you can talk there sometimes. Have a talk. And yeah, she usually that has would be people great, yeah. have yeah. talks and stuff like that. Mm. We should definitely oh, hook cool. you up there. It's really cool. Co housing yeah. place. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I can see people getting interested in that too. And oh, for sure. Especially the mental well, health aspect. Yeah. Well, and yeah, wellness. and that's that's sort of the, the core of who I am, right? So it's it's always fun to um, meet people and and sort of uh, keep it going, right? But um, that's the the. My coaching side, the professional side, I also have a few passion projects of um, leading some meditation workshops. So in the works of bringing that to um, uh, companies like Lululemon and just sort of nice. uh, keeping this conversation going and combining it with yoga. But wow. um, I also want to do that on a, on a public sector as well, public scale. So um, yeah, let you know if any, uh, if any of those workshops come out. But oh. the one I'm most excited for is um, uh, an online plant-based meal prep course. There's a mouthful, but, um, cool. yeah, we're in the works of making that, uh, probably released by 2021. Oh, wow. Um, what's going on so early stages yeah. now, but, um, really, really uh, excited for that. It's going to be probably about a, an eight week course, um, teaching, uh, quite a few things, but the three main things is essentially how to cook, um, <laughs> and, and also how to meal prep and oh, sort great. of plan and eat for, for less money and more, more affordably, but eat healthier, uh, as well. And, um, and then on how to eat plant-based, it, it will be a plant-based course. Right. So yeah, nice. really, really Great. excited for that. And, that sounds um, really exciting. Yeah. You're busy. Yeah. You got a busy you're year. So yeah. Effective. You're busy. Yeah. yeah. A good person to bring on for their first podcast of the exactly. year. Exactly. Totally. Right. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like so pumped up now just talking with you and uh, we could talk <laughs> for hours, you know, like this, we have so much in common. I feel we have a really good vibe going on here. <laughs> yeah no I, I love it i'd love to uh to meet in person as well we could yeah do we should yeah, yeah definitely um Grab a coffee i know the the only thing as well you asked where to find me it's pretty simple i'm, I'm kyle shea coaching all one word pretty on pretty much on all um uh social media platforms my website is kyleshaycoaching.com all one word and that's um shea s-h-e-a so yeah you can send me a message on facebook or uh an email 
uh, at info at kyleshaycoaching.com. Visit my website, whatever you feel like doing. But um, yeah, I'm around, easy to find. And um, yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed, as I said, at the start of the show, awesome. uh, what Us you're too. both up to. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, thanks for your time, you know, to spend with us and to inspire our listeners, you know, like mm-hmm. it was amazing and keep on doing what you're doing because you're really on a great path, journey, whatever you want to call it. Definitely. I appreciate a lot. Yeah. And back at you. Thank you. Know, you. Uh, important work. I'm actually, uh, I'm on my way in about an hour to um, Cube of Truth to do some vegan activism. Oh, so perfect. Any of your listeners are familiar, then they'll... Uh, We'll know where to find us, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, 2020 has been a good year. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for being such a light to this world, you know, and beyond, and keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, great talking. Thank to you. you so much. Yeah, all the best. Eh? Thanks, thanks. people. Yeah, you too. Take care. Ciao.